As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey guys, it's your host, Gwen Flamberg, and you're listening to Glam Squad Confidential, the podcast where we talk to the best and brightest of Hollywood Glam Squad pros. We're talking hairstylists, makeup artists, manicurists, facialists, hair colorists, and the like. But of course, I couldn't talk about these fun things without my cohort, my co-pilot on the beauty plane, Mr. Travis Cronin on the mic. Hey, Gwen, ready to get glam and unconfidential. I mean, I know you like to share a lot, Trav. Well, I'm in the biz of gossip, so yes. Now, your hair, Travis, it's been platinum, it's been pink, now it's like baby pink, it's like perfectly rose gold. And how'd you get it that way? Was that just happenstance? Well, it's a semi-permanent. So I went platinum and then went, I asked for Come On Barbie, Let's Go Party, which is a fuchsia root with an icy rosé tip. And then, (laughs) you know, since I've gotten, I've washed it like two times. I wash my hair like once every other week. Um, And now it's like this really beautiful icy pink. I feel like a K-pop star. It's amazing. And your hair is always fabulous. First of all, let me just... Tell our listeners if they are not well-versed in our personal beauty history. (laughs) You're a ginger, just like me. You have gorgeous, lustrous, fabulous, shiny auburn hair. You know, you tell your own beauty story. You like to tan with your your ginger color. But then you went platinum. Yeah. And then you went pink. And I feel like anytime I've been in meetings with you, it's the first thing that everybody talks about. Yeah, well, you know that I've never strayed away from a conversation piece. I'm always dripping in rhinestones or sequins, so it's not strange for me to walk into a room and have someone comment on my appearance. That's sort of what I'm asking for. It's what I built in this life for. So nothing is really different, except now they're just talking about what's growing out of my head. But do you think that people kind of approach you differently when when you have different hair color? A hundred percent. Like you're giving a different vibe, and what is the vibe that they're giving back to you? 100%. People are so much just their eyes are nicer and calmer when I was blonde with blue eyes. It was just people are just way, way nicer to me before I open my mouth. And when I have pink hair, I find a lot of people are either sort of like hesitant that I'm going to be like this 
you know, college age, like social justice warrior who's coming for them. I I, I can tell that they're sort of skirting around that. They think or, that you're anti-establishment. Thank you. Yes, they think I'm anti-establishment. But when I'm at red carpets and stuff, celebrities just you, you feel even more comfortable because they're like, this guy doesn't take himself too seriously. He has icy pink hair. Right. Well, you've always been my my secret weapon on a red carpet, always. But you know, I do think that like the story of hair color and what what it is, you know, giving out there to the world is really something. And, you know, I feel like celebrities change their hair color more than most humans. I mean, you know, the pandemic kind of allowed people to have fun and play. But, you know, celebrities are always changing their hair for roles or like, you know, we just had the Met Gala. Yeah. And one Kimberly Kardashian <laughs> who just wanted to kind of channel Marilyn Monroe she went platinum, a six-hour process, like, basically just to wear a dress for, like, 10 minutes on a red carpet. That's so, her job. You know, it's, it's exactly, exactly. But, you know, I think I've got to, like, you know where I'm going. You guys know yes. where these intros are going. It, this obviously relates to our very, very special guest today. This is a fun one, guys, because we've never had, like, a dynamic duo on before. And today we have the, like, main magic creators. And I mean main, M-A-N-E. These are hair geniuses. We've got Tommy Bucket and Angela Hazelton from the Marie Robinson Salon in New York City. And these guys, they tend to the tresses of so many A-list celebrities, but they particularly like did the hair of some notables, if we're talking Claire Danes, Jessica Chastain, Amy Schumer, for the Met Gala. And also the salon is responsible for overseeing hair through production. Like mm. at the salon, they looked after Anne Hathaway the whole time that she was filming We Crashed. So I always think that that's really interesting and cool because it's like when a celebrity is in a film, they have to portray a character, but they're not shooting like maybe in a particular week, but they're shooting maybe over a month or a month and a half. Continuity. So how the heck do they keep it pristinely the same with that light and for every take? So, guys, thank you so much for joining us. That was a very long-winded intro. <laughs> Hello, Tommy. Hello, Angela. Thank you for having us. Oh, that was a great intro. You need to do all of my intros, Gwen. I mean, you know, I try, Tommy. So, Tommy Bucket is like a massive, you know, he is like king of the glam squatters. He's been on Glam Squad Confidential, I think not once, but twice before. We love having this you on, but we've never time. had people. I feel like welcome you know, back. You should get an award for a third time. Yes, we should send so. you a golden hairspray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on designing a little award. So guys, tell us a little bit about first of all, just like are you happy that the Met Gala is over? I mean, now we're going into con, and so I'm sure celebrities are getting like glammed up for the next thing. But Met Gala this year kind of capped off a very, very long award season. Yes. So Met Gala, we always usually, we prep like sometimes two to a week before. We could okay. get um, inspiration or tear sheets or mood boards from designers of what they want their actress to look like, what they're feeling. So you can kind of collaborate there and come with a game plan on the Met Gala day to see and execute what you've done. I get the fun job of going in and making all the magic happen and taking like a lot of credit for look how fabulous I did everything. Angela is here <laughs> coloring weeks before, staying after work and coloring extension pieces and matching everything up. 
and kind of making sure everyone looks like super fresh. So it's two different, very different types of prep. But at the yeah, end, it's really interesting. Have- it's just really interesting how it all comes together. And I do think that that's like a specific thing that nobody ever thinks about that you're coloring all of this extra hair, all the extensions and stuff. And that's not easy. No, just in case, <laughs> right? I've had a lot of practice with it, so it feels like second nature. But yeah, for some of these events, like the Met Gala this year, some of the people that we worked on, they didn't dramatically change their hair color from what they normally have. So it really was just making sure it was really fresh, really polished for the event, but not necessarily like a huge color change like we've done sometimes in the past. Yeah, like I think, you know, that that, that Kim Kardashian did that blonding, um, you know, and like God bless Chris Appleton who worked with her and did it. But like, that's kind of a crazy thing to do right before a big event, right? Oh my gosh, it's huge. I was like, the second she walked out and she had that platinum hair, I'm like instantly on Google, like, did she really bleach her hair? Like, I'm like, it looks like she did, but like, what a project. Because I think like the night before they were at an event and she had her dark hair. So I was like, that is really impressive. They did it that morning and like such a bold thing to do. But it looks I mean, I think, yeah, that's why they did it. Like, I think they did it just to kind of be like, oh my God, yeah, look at the lengths that we went to to make this red carpet moment. But, you know, it's kind of a little bit indicative of like what all of this has become, that it's like everything is about just for the picture and for the moment and for the shock value, rather Mm -hmm. than, you know, like speaking about, you know, looking after a celebrity when they're filming something and it takes like weeks, maybe months, but you have to kind of maintain the color to exact to the exact standard. You know, it's just it's a very different ball game, right? Like how do you approach when you're doing something for set? Um, I know this summer I was in Chicago every four weeks working with Elizabeth Moss, cutting her hair for her new show, Shining Girls. Wow. And it had to stay the same. So you have to be like, all right, we're just going to maintain four weeks of growth. We cut no more off than that. I kind of follow the shape. I follow the lines. You have to know who the character is, how the character is going to take care of their hair also as well. So you can kind of play around with that. And I feel like... As hairdressers, we maintain things so well and we can like, we can cut your hair every four weeks to make sure it's healthy or it stays the same, or we can do your roots every 10 days or even three weeks for a bleach and tone to get that certain look. And it's all about the maintenance and how often you regularly come in for to look the same. And there is the time too where like to be super creative and just say like, let's go have some fun and let's make you red for two days for a Met ball for a picture. That also is super fun. And that's the artistry of, and that's why we're so lucky in this industry uh, that we work in that we get to have both of those clients. We get to have those extreme clients that won't change stuff. And we get to maintain other clients as well. Either way, they're all coming to us and seeing us. And it's super flattering to think all of those stars and celebrities on any red carpet, any movie set or any like photo shoot, they still trust us. Right, exactly. I'm not one of your clients who's game to make a major change. (laughs) (laughs) Little baby steps, Gwen, baby steps. That's right. Last summer, we actually had worked on, we worked on all the hair color for Time Traveler's Wife, which was being shot for three months of last summer. And because it's one character, but shot at different parts of their life, there were like 
four different people all playing the same character because they were all different ages. And wow. so they all had to be redheads. And then you also wow. have like their body double and this person. So every single person had to be the exact same red hair color. And as we all know, like red is probably the hardest color to maintain and also just for the consistency Match. with exactly. all these different people. We, I think we had the actresses in probably at least once a week, just re-glossing it, whether it was re-glossing the bottoms of the hair or the top of the hair or re-glossing the extension piece. Because it also was over the summer and half of the actresses were like very young girls. They were like early teenage girls and it's hard to tell them you can't spend any Stay time on the sun. this summer. <laughs> Right, exactly. Summer, like they're like young girls on summer vacation. So we were having them come in <clears throat> once a week to re-gloss it because it had to be so perfect in every shot, especially the red. It's such a vibrant color. Yeah, reds are so hard. So you guys, do you guys look after Jessica Chastain at the salon? We have been doing her hair here. Marie's been doing it for years, and then if Marie's not available, then I have the pleasure of working on her. Her color yeah. is so amazing. Well, so her hair is naturally red. So all we're trying to do okay. is just give it a tiny it. bit more vibrancy. Right. But overall, you're not really changing her color. If it's someone who's, let's say, darker or a brunette, then you do have to do something more dramatic to achieve that, like, very soft strawberry blonde. There's always there's yeah. a way to accommodate everyone's like maintenance and what they're looking for. And if you want it more low maintenance, then you can always do it with like a highlight and then glossing it red or a low light and glossing it red. You can be really flexible. I love that. And then there's like the color depositing shampoos and conditioners. I'm still so into that mill bond that you used on me, Tommy. I need to like get my hands on that stuff. That is like I just joined the team. I joined the team back again in November, and oh, all of the colorists love the Milbon Copper Shampoo. It's like this thing that they use on. They even use it on blondes to make like this really goldeny, buttery hue to it. So yeah, it's a wonderful shampoo. Um, they use it on a lot of people, not just on redheads. So, so, so gorgeous. Okay, so what did you guys think of Met Gala? Were there any looks that you loved and any looks that you hated? And there just wasn't that much like exciting beauty play, I kind of felt like. Uh, everything felt, uh, the skin felt very luminous and natural, which is nice. It didn't feel yeah. so heavily makeup-y this time. True. Um, yeah, you're right. I think, yeah, I think everyone coming out of COVID has gotten used to not wearing so much makeup right. anymore. So it's all about like the, the luminescence of the skin and everything like that. And the clothes sometimes speak for themselves. Yeah. So sometimes like when you get, I know like when you, I'm in a room and the dress comes out and it's this powerful, impactful dress, sometimes not adding so much hair and makeup to it makes it feel a little more modern and a little less dated too. Right. Um, but if there is a time to go full glitz, it is the Matt Gala red carpet. And some people go fully out with it. And it's fun to see it. It's just a fun night. Oh my God, it's such a fun night. It was a lot, a lot of fun. Although I also was kind of like, why is this person wearing a dress that they would wear at a Gelson's? 
And why does this person <laughs> normal to wear a baseball cap? I mean, that's a few sure, prom dresses, American, but, mm, pardon, a, a few too many prom dresses for me. If you can wear it to your prom, you should probably not wear it to the Met Gala. Like Addison Ray was wearing a prom dress. It was just like sort of haltered sequin gown. I was like, it's, it's, I guess it's gilded in the way that it's decorated, but <laughs> if you can wear it to your prom, just don't wear it to the Met Gala. The theme really gets, well, there's a lot of lines of gray between the black and white. <laughs> I still just can't get over that Kim Kardashian wore a dress that was worn by Marilyn Monroe and her mother, Kris Jenner, dressed up as Jacqueline Kennedy. Very strange, like very strange juxtaposition for the two of them to do. Like, you know, in and of themselves, they looked really good, but um, it was yeah. just very strange. Very I strange think Oedipus piece. would have something to say about that. Something to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was there any hair that you guys loved that you were like super into? Oh, there was a lot of slicked hair this year. Yeah. Like a lot of slicked back, a lot of tighter hair with like, like as in Kim Kardashian, we have Sarah Jessica mm. Parker too, wearing like a slick tight, but like a yep. huge bouffante, like, you know, at the, the yeah. big back to it. There's always a lot of long hair and extension hair. We see Blake Lively wearing oh, one. She had so the long. I liked um, about Blake's hair. Yeah. And there were like a couple of people who just wore sort of like very natural texture hair. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But and shiny. It didn't look rough or dry. True. Healthy. Healthy. Which is Their hair, but yes. glass and times three. <laughs> <laughs> so do you guys think that hair trends come out of Met Gala or people really look at it as costuming? Uh, there's a few hair trends that come out of it. Like say if a girl cuts her hair severely before and just right. wears a haircut and like that's her like showcase to it. Um, we might see a lot more trends with that. Yeah. Or colors. We might see a lot of color changes after the Met Ball. Like we've seen Gigi Hadid go platinum, but now we really saw like, oh, it's platinum and tied back and like all knotted and you know what I mean? It has a more architectural feel to it. Yep. Kim Kardashian blonde. Yeah. We're Even seeing like years ago when Kim did that like very wet hair look with the one yes. who was like a dress that almost yeah. looked like it was dripping. And yeah, I remember yep. after that, I was like, oh my God, I want a wet hair look for every event I ever go to. It like really even like inspired me because it made it look so glamorous to look as if you like just hopped out of the shower and combed your hair. That's so true. So there definitely is some, it definitely mm -hmm. inspires you to like try something different. I love it. And how about um, like con is coming up and what do you guys think of, of the con film festival red carpet? Because I kind of feel like that's always like a return to glamour and high glamour. And I wonder if, you know, historically through the years, you've ever heard any chatter like during con of people wanting to replicate those looks. Con is like the ultimate still red carpet experience. And when you are on and in con, everything is black tie. All the reporters, all the photographers, it's all black tie. So you are, you can't get on the carpet without actually appropriately dressing and looking the part for it. And it's that beautiful red carpet. It's that sunlight too in France, that sunny yeah. warm glow that you see these unbelievable pictures and like history photographed in, in fashion. We see gowns, we see, you know, 
The beauty tends to be a little more glamorous and a little more done or a little less undone and a little more French feeling to it. It's oh, so ultimate cool. So it's like yeah. you could like in con, like you have the ability to show up looking like you just got off your yacht, rolled up on like rolled up on the carpet wearing a gown and you look cool and chic. And you can also take the time to do like a full glamorous hot roller set, brushed out waves and still roll in and it, that that is con that's the essence of it so guys are you working right now on prepping anybody for like film or tv or anything like that i am working all week with a really lovely uh, actress called sadie sink for stranger oh, she's the things cutest. she's the cutest so i am on press all week with the stranger things cast and everything so we are doing that so i was i was lucky with that so much and fun your yeah. hair is, is kind of like what my hair was like when i was a little girl it's beautiful it's really beautiful and it's so noticeable too i it just stands out wherever she is it's adorable yeah what hair color do you think is going to be like the hair color of summer angela i mean i'm just seeing a lot more like less overly done highlighted looks i feel like people are going for more of that like 70s monochromatic super shiny whether it's dark or red or like a honey blonde it's just not yeah. so much of that like we were stuck in this like california beach blonde bleached out ends for like so many years and i'm not really seeing that anymore now it is more of these like super shiny kind of monochromatic looks and it could be you know along along the board for brunettes redheads or blondes people are sticking to it they're sticking to the more natural or yeah. like slightly darker because even though you would naturally think to go lighter in the summer sometimes it feels more comfortable to go a little bit darker in the summer as you you know you get a little tan you get a little freckle and it all kind of just comes together. And so you don't feel that need to like bleach it out like you do when you have that like winter gloom. True. Mm -hmm. We keep hearing over and over again from colorists and Angela, tell us if, if you're hearing this in the salon, but we keep hearing that Haley Bieber shade is like the number one most requested shade right now. A hundred percent. Everyone, everyone bring, they're all like, so I know you probably see this all day. And then I'm like, what, <laughs> Haley Bieber? Bieber. I'm like, I get it. And then it's very cool. What's um, the so name for that I color? Yeah, what do you call that color? color? What are you calling it? I'm, like I've a, been calling it like kinds of like um like what did we call it? It was in makeovers issue. I did a whole sideboard and we called it something sort of like, like um chestnutty, not like honey yeah, something chestnut. Like that. But yeah, what I mean it? it's like a very like brown on brown kind of tonal brunette. Like she's not all oh, yeah. one color. There are like little flecks of like a sparkle of some honey pieces in there. And that's yeah. what I think keeps people excited because they're not going just like one dense color. They're still having those little bits of dimension in there. Yeah. So do you just pick your favorite four strands of hair and make those golden? <laughs> do you just like... <laughs> <laughs> I always leave a, a few of the ones around the face a little bit lighter. Okay. <laughs> Just uh, not right, fully. Right, right, right. I mean, that is the hair color. Like, people who are darker brunettes when they grow up, that's sort of the color that they have when they're children, that color that she has. You know, it's really interesting. It's like, yeah, everybody always wants that, like, young color. Yeah, it's a little, like, ambery. There's, like, some amber to it, a little honey, but it's warm and it's shiny. There's nothing yeah. like 
flat and drab about it. And it looks really good on a lot of people. And it's low maintenance, which is nice. Exactly. Exactly. And if your base, yeah, like your base could be like a gajillion different shades, pretty much everything but very red or very light. And you could kind of rock that with like maybe going to the salon twice a year. Totally. Because I have my clients who are you know, dirty blondes that are naturally dirty blonde and are kind of transitioning into their own version of that color. And then I also have my dark brunettes who have their own version of that color where it's, you know, just rich and shiny and with a subtle, subtle bit of dimension. It kind of works for a lot of things. Is there a dream celebrity who you would love to get your hands on their hair? Who is the dream? Oh, there's so many. I've never thought of that before. I love right now this another um, another young girl, another young starlet. I always think she has the coolest haircuts. She always has like a short pixie redhead. Sophia, I'm gonna botch her last name. Elilis, Elias, I don't know who you mean. Young. Oh, she's this is cute girl. She was in um, Sharp Objects um, right. on HBO, and she always has the coolest little short pixie. And I think it's so cool because like we always see like the new Hollywood ingenues with, with this long blonde hair, and she has this short cropped pixie haircut that's like kind of a '90s Monona Ridery kind of feel to it. And I like. A lot of my friends do a lot of girls that I would love to get my hands on and they do them so well that mm. I don't know if I could do it any better than they do. <laughs> I know that is, that is, yeah, that's a great way of saying it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I would be down to color anyone's hair that is on the cast of Euphoria. I think every single cast member on that show is adorable and cool and could really like rock anything. I feel like they would be yeah. so excited about That's a good answer. I feel like a lot of them would be like, yeah, let's go purple or this color or yeah. chunk it or yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, you warrior girls, you hear that? <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so, so much for joining me, Angela Hazelton. Thank you for having us. Come back next week for a new episode of Glam Squad Confidential. Until then, go to usmagazine.com slash stylish for more celebrity beauty tips and tricks all week long. A big thank you to my co-pilot, Mr. Travis Cronin. I'm Gwen Flamberg. And until next week, stay gorgeous. <laughs>